What's going on, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to another episode of this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. How is everybody doing? How was your New Year's? Happy New Year! If you're listening to this, like somewhere in the first week, because technically you can only say that to people in the first week or like officially the rules are till the three kings but that's january 6th this year so it's january 6th we can say the january 6th and after that uh say fuck it but how was your new year's i hope you enjoyed it i hope you stayed safe hitting off those fucking fireworks i fucking hate fireworks so excuse me for that one but i hope you uh, have all your fingers and all your eyes and stuff like that because that's very important guys it's very important. Hopefully you can still hear because some people have that sh- when like things go wrong with firing off fireworks. They, the large explosion destroys their eardrums. So I hope you're totally fine and totally safe because that's very important. We don't want to lose our fucking loyal listeners. You know what I mean? I, we don't want to lose our loyal listeners. As you can hear, I am a little bit sick once again. It's been a fucking mess. In my life like i was sick two weeks ago i think at this point but at that time i was really not capable to do a podcast now i feel kind of okay my voice is going so apologies for that one i'm gonna power through luckily i added this podcast so most of the coughing and sniffing and blowing my nose and stuff like that that will all just be cut out of the fucking show so you don't have to deal with that but you're gonna hear my voice Fucking sound like fucking Mickey Mouse over here sometimes where it just fucking pops over a new fucking toe. It's gonna hit the octave, as Sabrina Carpenter would sing. It's gonna hit the octave. So, yeah, I, I, my personally, my New Year's was very chill. I, like, New Year's Eve was very relaxed. I was home, not too many people, like, only my mom was here and just chilled. I was, again, I wasn't feeling great at the time either so that was one of the reasons i was just like well i'm just gonna stay home and like i like i said don't like new year's eve i fucking hate that shit i fucking hate fireworks it makes everything horrible because you cannot drive anywhere because there's fireworks everywhere so that makes things a little bit harder there is no public transit because they don't have the ability to drive anywhere so it's been it's it's a mess and then it started raining as well here so at that point i was just like well you know i'm not gonna go anywhere because if i'm going anywhere i'm gonna get fucking blown off my bicycle because the there was nasty winds and then i'm gonna be fucking soaking wet because of the rain and then i'm gonna fucking lose an eardrum because some moron is gonna fucking fire off some cobra 11s or whatever the fuck they're called like i don't want to deal with this shit so i stayed up till like 12 30 and then went to bed and then pretty much slept till the morning like it wasn't that hard luckily i'm a pretty deep sleeper nowadays i don't sleep very well but i sleep kind of deep nowadays so i don't really if if i sleep i have very much issue to wake up if i'm like not if i'm like in the cycle if that makes any sense so fireworks don't really bother me at that point so luckily but then when I get out of the cycle, then I am very easy to wake up and I wake up every two hours or some shit like that. But hey, that's not what this show is about. This show is about the most popular questions from the Ask Reddit and am I the asshole subreddits? So let's jump into the first question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Asked by user Forky. And they ask, 
what YouTube channel that puts out 20 minute plus videos is actually worth watching? I watch many YouTube channels. I'm a big YouTube guy, uh, if I say so myself. Like I watch YouTube constantly. I would say that I have more watch minutes on YouTube than I would have on any other platform, which is kind of crazy because I watch a whole bunch of Disney Plus and stuff like that. So I, I think that that, that, that says something. It's of course that YouTube is free content, so that makes a whole bunch of sense. But yeah, I, I watch a lot of fucking YouTube. So when I saw this question, I was thinking like, what easy an- what easy answer for me is there to give? And the easiest answer for me would be the Sightman. Because like, there are, I follow multiple channels on YouTube that are more like podcasting channels. So I wouldn't necessarily put them in the list of YouTube channels, so to speak. Where it's just like, okay, you're making a podcast that has a video aspect and therefore you're, you know, putting it on YouTube. And therefore also like your videos are fucking long because they're podcast. But like the sidemen are a bunch of YouTubers having a YouTube channel doing content on that. And all their videos are fucking long as shit. And the funny thing is, is that they have talked about this so much and it is so fun when they talk about this because they the sidemen have created this culture where all their videos are basically like 45 minutes long at an average and people that and then when the video is shorter than that so it hits like i don't know fucking 30 minutes or whatever then their fans get mad that the video is so short so they have created this weird part of youtube where they're getting so many fucking views on videos that realistically shouldn't be getting this much views and it's kind of funny to me because they they do these holiday videos where they go they have a cheap versus an expensive holiday and then they go to they went to spain for example and they went to the united states and then they did like uh like activities throughout the day and stuff like that great fucking video super fun content but the video that they made that i'm looking at here is like this is then the hotel edition but the same same concept is fucking two hours and 25 minutes long two hours and 25 fucking minutes bro that's insane and then here the, this is the the united states holiday that i was talking about two hours and 10 minutes almost like what the fuck bro <laughs> it's crazy to me that they have created this uh, oh and then the fuse of course that's what it's about like the america holiday 26 million views in five months and the hotel won 33 million views. That's fucking outrageous to me because these videos technically shouldn't be getting this much views on the YouTube that we're in now. Like long form content is not necessarily what is proposed by YouTube because the odd rate is different for them, right? If a video is like eight minutes long, that is the best for them because that means that they can run a pre-roll, a mid-roll, and an uh, and an after-roll, like to an post-roll, I guess you want to say that, to get as much money out of it as possible. But if you're doing that on a video that's two hours long, you're going to get multiple mid-rolls. I get that. But still, I think that doing an eight-minute video or 10-minute video opposed to a two-hour video is a lot better for them. But yeah, the Sideman channel is one of the channels that I would say absolutely deserves to be watched. And because they put so much money into the production of their videos. And some of these, like the American, they did a whole America trip. And that whole trip that cost them about a million pounds to do. And they did a whole bunch of things, don't get me wrong. But like 
a million pounds they put into like travel and getting all the vehicles ready and you know getting the crew there and stuff like that like they put so much money and effort into their production that i am so impressed by and i've been watching these guys for so long and since they were making legitimately youtube videos from their fucking spare bedroom not even spare bedroom from their own bedrooms right since they were super young i've been watching these guys and i've been enjoying their videos since then so seeing them grow and getting bigger productions and getting studios and shit like that like their video during christmas i fucking love that shit they did a christmas cook-off and they built like a whole studio kitchen like it was fucking awesome that they did that and the video turned out so fucking well it was so funny so going back to the question asked by user Forky, what YouTube channel that puts out 20 minute plus videos is actually worth watching? And I would say the Sideman channel is absolutely fantastic. The production that they put in their videos is absolutely fantastic. And again, like I said in the beginning, they have built this decorum with their fans that basically all their videos need to be almost an hour long. Otherwise, they're going to get complaints about it, which is fucking hilarious to me. But yeah, like I am enjoying the videos and sometimes they are a bit long for me as well when, like I said, they have videos that are two hours and 30 minutes long. That is fucking crazy and it takes me a couple of days maybe to go through them sometimes. But I really enjoyed it, especially now when they do like more Sidemen as well, where they put like two or three videos up a week. And those are more like gaming related videos and that's always really fun too when they're doing like gta and among us and stuff like that all of those videos are also 20 plus minutes so check those out as well because they're definitely worth watching thank you for your question forky and now moving on to the second question of the ask reddit for today coming from user gopher pa and they ask if a porn producer offered you 1 million to star in a film under the condition that all of your family and friends will be notified about it would you accept this offer why and why not i personally wouldn't take the offer a million dollars is a lot of money, I get that, and it is life-changing money, especially here in the Netherlands, but to me, I don't think it's worth it to get, like, through the embarrassment, really. And I'm not saying that being a porn star is embarrassing, not necessarily, but, like, there is this, this disappointment that your parents and your family members will have, and especially, like... The condition is, is that all of your family members and friends members like will notice. Like that is a fucking hard thing to sell me on. Just think about the fact that your grandma is gonna get notified to be like, hey, Jamon is in a porn video. You can go to this website to see the porn and see him fuck a girl. Like, what the fuck? I do wanna say that as a man, this decision is maybe a little easier so to speak because if you're a female you're always a lot more delicate so to speak especially in the eyes of the public so you getting fucking railed by a dude is gonna go over a lot less well than me railing a girl right so that is a thing that we need to take into consideration a little bit but for me i don't i don't really care about that like i personally yeah don't like to be known as oh that's the guy that did porn i i have a real high thought of myself and i like i want to present myself well and i want to be representative of who i am as a person and i want to be representative of my parents as well right because that is also a thing that you do in life and i feel like if i do this 
And again, every family member and friends and all my friends are going to get notified about this. I feel like I'm going to disappoint them in that way. And again, not saying that being a porn star is disappointing, but in a way it kind of is because it feels like, you know, it feels like you gave up all hope. And yeah, in my life, will I ever make a, mil a million dollars? Probably not. I don't fucking know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But like for me, it's one of those things where it's just like, ah, I cannot in all good faith and honesty say that, yes, I'm going to just take the million dollars and take the fucking hit in my reputation and be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm a million dollar. Like I got a million dollars. So fucking let's go. Like, I personally don't think that's worth it for me, but it could be worth it for somebody else. It, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, no. And I'm, I'm looking through the comments and some people are saying like, maybe funnily, you know, saying like, oh, it depends on the porn and whatever. But like, Again, in all honesty, I don't think I can get it over my my heart to be such a blatant thing that to be like, oh, I just feel like gave up hope because I am the family member that has one of the highest educations and that is saying something, you know? And I feel like, especially with that, I feel like I'm going to be a huge disappointment to my whole family to be like, oh, well, he got a bachelor's degree and now he's making porn. Like, what the fuck, bro? I enjoy porn, but I will never star in it. So going back to the question asked by user, go for PA. If a porn producer offered you $1 million to star in a film under the condition that all your family and friends will be notified about it, will you accept this offer and why and why not? Well, personally, I wouldn't take the offer because I, I think of myself way too highly to do so and I don't really want to quote-unquote disappoint people in my life because again I, I went through college and all of that and have a degree and I feel like doing this kind of destroys your reputation especially in the job that I'm doing like I'm not doing you know finances for a company or whatever the fuck I'm doing communication like I have a job like a front-facing job like I talk to people and being known as the porn star is gonna hurt opportunities in a way and yeah I don't really like that but thank you for your question. Go for PA. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from Wet Bum Girl. What is the most disturbing thing you saw in person? I saw this question and I have seen some disturbing things. You know, I've seen people getting fucking hit by cars and shit like that and stuff like that. It was very um, disturbing. But I think that to make this a little bit more lighthearted, I think one of the most disturbing things I've seen was a girl in LA on a bike without panties. Like she wasn't wearing underwear and she was just on her bike at a, like at a, at a, um, at a stoplight. And you could just basically look right up her skirt into her vagina. And that was pretty disturbing for me, especially at the age I was, uh, I mean, I was like 15 or something like that. 14 maybe but yeah like to me that was a very disturbing fact to be just like standing there looking over and then seeing this girl's vagina just out in the open that was very disturbing for me and that gave me some nightmares uh when i was in uh, in the u.s for a trip that has been a fucking thing that i've been thinking about not regularly but like once in a while i'll think about it and i go what the fuck was that all about it's still it's one of those things where I watch a whole bunch of reality TV and somehow a topic that comes back constantly is people not wearing underwear. 
And I always go like, why the what the fuck is going on? Why is it such a why is it such a prominent thing that people are not wearing underwear? Like, what the fuck is happening with all these people that they're not wearing underwear? What what's going on? And and again, why is it such a topic for reality TV shows to be like, oh no, I'm not wearing underwear today? Because <laughs> I was watching Below Deck, and then one of the stewardesses was just like, oh, I'm not wearing underwear tonight. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why is that a thing that you need to say? It's such a weird thing to announce. Yeah, like, it's one of those things that... I, I, and when I hear that, especially, I think back about the fucking girl in her life. So, going back to the question. As by user Wet Bum Girl, which is a fucking horrible name. Please, don't ever let me say that again. What was the most disturbing thing you saw in person? And again, I've seen some accidents happen, and that's very disturbing. But seeing a girl on a bike in LA with her vagina basically out because she wasn't wearing underwear. That that was very disturbing for me. Again, I was 15, I think. So it was especially, was I 15? Yeah, I guess I was 15, maybe, maybe 60. Maybe I just turned 16. I, dude, I'm so fucking drunk. I was level, I was literally 17, maybe even 18. Uh, why the fuck am I so fucking drunk today, bro? Anyways, I think I was 18. I think I was 18. Let's just say I was 18. I'm going to make it a little better. But I I looked over. She was on her bike. She was a pretty high bike as well. It was like a racing bike type thing, I guess. I don't fucking know. But she was at a a stoplight. And then I looked over because she was at the fucking, the button, the fucking wait, 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 wait button. And then I looked over and saw right up her vagina. And I was like, oh God, what the fuck is going on? This is very disturbing. So yeah, that would be my answer to you. I'm not going to say your fucking name because it's fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. Moving on to the next question of today coming from the user necessary underscore pudding 896. And they ask, in an unbiased way, what religion do you think has the highest chances of being true? I personally think that all monotheistic religions have a very high possibility of not being true. I've always felt more of a thing towards polytheism where in my head it makes more sense that there are multiple gods than it being one guy just doing random shit because like and and i've got i have most of my knowledge come from games so please correct me if i'm wrong but like i feel like if you are a god then you would live as a fucking god right and not just be like, oh, I'm going to build this fucking world and then just bounce the fuck out. To me, that makes no sense. That's why I'm always very much in touch with like stories about Zeus and uh, about Odin and stuff like that. And those religions are two of my, my favorites because of the God of War games. But like, I always love those stories because it's about a guy that's a god. And then it's just like, well, I'm a god. Nobody can fucking do anything. And he just goes off and fucks bitches. And that's what I always find fucking hilarious with with religions. Where it's just like, yeah, if I was God, just God in the sense of Christianity, right? Why the fuck would I build, again, build a planet and then just bounce? Like, I'm going to see what the fuck is going on with this planet. I might fucking pop up somewhere and fuck some bitches, get some money. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm thinking that if you're thinking about fucking, we're now calling it mythology now. But that, to me, that makes way more sense. If you're talking about like Norse mythology or Greek mythology or 
any fucking other worlds like like Roman mythology stuff like that like that makes in my head makes way more sense like it makes to me more sense that first off there are multiple gods that do multiple things so you don't have one guy saying like oh I'm the god of everything no we have Zeus and we have Poseidon and all of them have their own speciality makes way more sense to me and also the fact that hey in their stories these people are actually quote unquote people and just have like lust and they want to have sex and they have kids from that who are like then have gods or demigods you know what i mean and shit like that that is so interesting to me so to me that would be my answer to be like what would be the most realistic uh, religion uh, like most likely to be true like i think it's it, it must be a polytheism religion like something about like the greek mythology norse mythology and maybe even like egyptian mythology all of that shit makes way more sense to me and again all those religions were here way before all the monotheistic religions so i think that that also says something because like at some point they were just like ah, oh, there are too many gods we just say that there is one that it feels like that right so i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say greek mythology or greek you know religions i think that that is has the most likely possibility of being true i guess but again with a little bit of a you know egyptian and norse in there because i feel like there is also a whole bunch of overlap in all these religions like the polytheistic similar with the monotheistic but like polytheistic religions have a lot of overlap to me where it's like something's very similar very similar um so yeah that would be my answer to you necessary underscore pudding 896 in an unbiased way what religion do you think has the highest chance of being true i would say a polytheistic religion where i'm leaning towards greek mythology because the norse mythology of course has to do with they have a whole bunch of animals as well which is a uh, in Jurgamander and stuff like that and then the nine realms and stuff like that and i think that that is a little bit too far so uh, i'm gonna go greek i'm gonna go greek thank you for your question and now moving on to the final question of the ask reddit for today coming from yusker asking three five and they ask who is one woman you would consider a 10 out of 10 i think that considering somebody a 10 out of 10 is very personal you know like i, I it is one of the things where it's just like it's very personal like i like blonde girls and somebody likes you know uh black girls and some people like uh, long straight hair and some like short curly hair whatever but lately lately i have been going on my instagram discover page and my feed is filled with Haley steinfeld and i am not hating it i would say Haley steinfeld is pretty much a 10 out of 10 for me like she is and I, i'm gonna say you why she's a 10 out of 10 for me because i think that she's super attractive and she's not necessarily my type and i think that that is what makes her a 10 out of 10 and this is it's fucking weird to say but like that that is basically what my answer would be and i i, I thought about Haley steinfeld when i saw this question when i picked it but i didn't really know what the reasoning was but i think that that is the reasoning that that why she's a 10 out of 10 because she is n not necessarily my type on paper she is basically the opposite i don't know how tall she is but that doesn't really matter because i like blonde girls that have you know curves of accents you know what i mean and she doesn't have that 
again, I don't know how tall she is because that's always a little bit of a thing in here. But like, yeah, like I think she's pretty tall actually. Let me let me look at it. Let me let me look at up. Oh, she is actually she's actually given an answer to this fucking question. G good for you, Haley Steinfeld. She's five foot seven. So there's not necessarily that tall. Pretty much average for the Netherlands, I think. But yeah, like I, I, I would say that she Haley Steinfeld, ten out of ten. She can sing, she can act, she is very pretty. And again, not really necessarily my type, but I'm very attracted to her. So I would say that she is a ten out of ten. Thank you for your question, asking 35. And now moving on to the final question of the day coming from the MIDS or subreddit asked by user Sally's Saloon 111. And they ask, Am I the asshole for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting, shut the fuck up about my body in response to my husband's observation? So, ever since I had a son months ago, my husband has started making indirect comments about my body. He has never said any hurtful words, but I find his observations, as he calls it, hurtful. For example, he'd see me wearing an old top and say, oh, that top used to look good on you, but not anymore though. Or when he looks at my waist and says, whoa, didn't know your waist could get this wide. Basically passive stuff that I tried to ignore till it extended to friends and family. For information, this went on for months and months and months. We went to Christmas celebration at his family's home. My sister-in-law complimented my floral maxi dress and my husband said, I agree, it looks nice on you. Though I have to admit that your waist could get smaller than this. Awkward silence took over. I was absolutely fuming and this was my last straw. So I got up from my chair in the middle of dinner and shouted at the top of my lungs, shut the fuck up about my body. He was absolutely speechless and his family stared while some others tried to get me to calm down. But the situation got more tense and dinner ended up being cut short and my husband storming off to his friend's place to spend the night upon leaving a very nasty text saying I embarrassed him and made a scene over an observation he made. He called me childish and told me to get therapy for my insecurities instead of verbally abusing him and scaring his family. Now I feel like an absolute idiot asshole and like I ruined Christmas for him and everybody with my oversensitivity. Am I the asshole? I personally don't think you're the asshole and that is mostly because the way your husband reacted to this. I... I'm questioning, and this is gonna sound very bad for a guy to fucking come at a girl and fucking explain this shit. So I apologize for that. But I am questioning, like, have you ever said something to your husband about this? Because, like, in the text that you've written, you're saying that you tried to ignore it, right? You tried to ignore the comments that he made. And I feel like that is a mistake that you have made, that you're trying to ignore it. Because... Like you're saying, you ignored it and then it basically, it went on for months and months and then it, its friends and family started doing it as well. So I feel like there there is, a um, again, it's one of those victim blaming things where it's just like, oh, I, I'm sorry. This, this it's, it's fucked up that this happened. And especially when you gave birth to his kid, that's very fucked up that he keeps commenting about that and making so-called observations while actually just giving you shit about how your body looks but the fact is that seemingly you have never called him out on this behavior and that is what made the behavior go bad and so you blowing up during christmas 
is a bit of a harsh move per se, right? It's one of those things where it's just like, ah, it, it, I've said this in the past a couple of times. Like I am a person that likes to get away from conflict and it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I don't want to get people into trouble. I try to get as far away from that shit as possible. But you doing that at Christmas dinner, again, isn't maybe not the right place to do so, but it was the right response to what he has said. So, and then him, again, going back at you for it, that is what makes the whole situation even worse for him. Because it's just like, okay, maybe you would have been the asshole if, like, if he reacted normally and very regretful. I would have put the blame on you a little bit more, but the way he reacted just made him the total asshole. So I would say that you're not the asshole. I think that you should have handled the situation a little bit better because, again, you tried to ignore the comments that he made for months. You know, like, that is not a smart idea. You should have just said something to his face immediately and just be done with that, right? And then you would have fixed the whole problem. So I would say that Sally Saloon, 111, am I the asshole for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting, shut the fuck up about my body in response to my husband's observations? I would say you're not the asshole. Your husband definitely is for making comments about you. But... You have let this situation go on for far too long and your husband making quote-unquote fun of your thing is fucking horrible, but you should have said something immediately. Just be like, hey, shut the fuck up about that. I feel un uncomfortable you saying that. But again, that doesn't change the situation that he keeps doing it. So you finally stepping up and shutting him the fuck down doesn't make you the asshole. So hopefully you figure this out because your husband sounds like a very miserable man thank you for your question sally saloon 111 and that's going to do it for the didn't ask podcast for this week i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you could endure my voice throughout this podcast because oh my god i barely could myself if you did enjoy the show please leave a rating on apple podcast and spotify because both places give you the ability to leave a rating on there and that will help the podcast out tremendously you can find this podcast on anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash bot that link will be in the show description over here you can find all the hyperlinks and portals whatever the fuck you want to call them to the to the podcast services this podcast is available on like podcast addict like pocket cast like apple podcast like amazon podcast like google podcast you name it if there's a podcast app it is probably on there if it's not please let me know you can do that by going to that anchor.fm website and pressing the message button that's on top of the screen if you press that you get the ability to record a voice memo for me so i can splice that into the show if you don't want your voice to be heard on this right here show you can say that somewhere in your message and i'll just read your message out myself so your question can still be answered while you can stay anonymous this goes for all the questions you have. I will be back next week. And in the meantime, and in between, you can see what I'm watching on Tracked.tv. That link will be in the show description as well. Over here, you can find an overview of all the movies and TV shows I'm watching. I just finished a whole bunch of shit on Netflix because I, um, I unsubscribed from my Netflix because that was one of my New Year's resolutions. I don't really like the content that they're making. I don't use Netflix enough. So I went through a thing where I'm just like, I'm going through all the TV shows that are still on there and like have released a season that I've not watched of a show that I followed. So I just finished Lock and Key completely. I finished Shaman King, the Netflix version this past weekend. I'm now going through The Circle, 
So I've been doing a whole bunch of shit on uh, Netflix. So and Netflix is one of the great apps that works very well with Tract. So uh, it's gonna be fun, uh, you know. So keep an eye out on Tract. So that's enough talking for me for this week. I hope you enjoyed it, and hope to see you back next week. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.